Hello again and welcome back to my podcast. This is Jason Stone. I'm also known as my online moniker, Magic Lasagna. You can find me on pretty much any platform. My cell phone number is 910-515-0890. Feel free to give me a text with any questions or anything that you need from me and I'll try to help out however I can. Uh, Today I wanted to talk about mindset of a customer and the reason why they won't buy something from you. I've touched on this a little bit in previous episodes. Um, But what you need to take a spin around and look at is your own attitude and the way that you handle it. Because if somebody doesn't want to buy something from you, it is not... I mean, you've heard the old saying, it's not personal, it's business, right? No, it's always going to be personal. So if they decide that they don't want to buy something from you in 99% of all situations, it's because of you. You said the wrong thing. You upset them in some way. Uh, you know they just didn't like your presentation of the product. You did it wrong. It's nobody else's fault. If they go and buy a different product that's comparable to yours, it's you. It's not. You know. It's it's that makes it personal every single time. It's always personal if somebody tells you that it's about you and not about something else because. Um, there's no situation where it's not about you. So if it's about you, it becomes personal. It's no longer business, and you should treat it as such. For sellers in all sizes and varieties, this mantra can be infuriating, but it's a worthy motto, and you need to take a step back and control your emotions because you don't want to be angry all the time because you're a shitty salesman. That being said, you can always improve. You can always get better at your craft. Uh, There are many, many, many cases in the entire world where the best way to get something to buy somebody something from you is just to ask them. Um, It's really that simple. And the thing about asking is that very commonly, the salesman makes the mistake of not asking. They don't ask somebody to buy something from them. Somebody tells them, you know, hey, I'm not buying today. Uh, They don't ask why. You know, they say, okay, that's fine. You know, go on your merry way. No, you have to ask why. Um, And you have to ask them to do it again and again and again until they say yes. Uh, I was always told growing up that 99 no's and one yes is a yes. I believe I've said that before. Um, That's a true theory. If you ask somebody something a hundred times and then one time, that very last, that hundredth time, that they say yes, you've got a yes from them. You always want to ask the questions who, what, when, where, why, how. Uh, Those are all of your questions, and they're all the things that you're going to be asking the person. And then furthermore, like I said, um, you have to ask them to buy it. Even if they tell you they're not, even if they tell you they have no interest, you still have to ask. I had a solar panel salesman show up at my doorstep today and I love it when door-to-door salesmen show up to my doorsteps because I really respect the hustle even if I'm not interested in their product um you know steak salesmen show up uh, Jehovah's Witnesses show up you know they're selling something too don't let them fool you because if you go to church when the time comes the offering plate's gonna go around and they're gonna ask you for money so it's the same thing uh with everything if If you're a stripper, you're selling yourself. I'm sorry, exotic dancer. If you're a stripper, you uh, you are selling yourself. Um, If you're a pharmaceutical rep, 
you are selling yourself because in many cases, there are situations where the doctors can save their patients money by going with a generic brand or doing something else other than being with one of the big brands. Um, so in any case, no matter what you're doing, you're always selling yourself. So when they don't buy from you, it becomes personal and it should be personal to you. Your goal when you come up against these objections is to solve problems. It's not to provide solutions. It's to solve problems. And that should be your overall mission as a business person. Um, you know, instead of uh, giving them a solution like saying you can go here and do this, this, or this, you can solve the problem for them and be the reason that they buy something from you. Um, what happens when someone holds your business transactions with themselves? Uh, meaning they would rather go somewhere else and shop somewhere else because they have a personal dislike of you or something um, that you haven't done. They'll hold those business transactions with themselves and then they'll, do, they'll use them elsewhere. You have to have other ways of connecting to people other than just saying my product is superior or my product is more cost effective. You have to connect on an emotional level with them and any good salesman worth of salt is going to do that. So yet again, if you're connecting with them on an emotional level and everything seems to be going well and then they don't buy something from you, the problem is still you and it becomes personal. How do you deal with that kind of rejection? You know, I've said many times I make well over 100 phone calls every single day. And that's just to be in the top tier of salesmen. You have to make 100 phone calls a day. My dealership, personally, is kind of like the special forces of sales. Uh, there's no reason we should be the number one dealership other than our people. Um, that being said, my population triangle is somewhere around 350,000 people. And four hours down the road in Charlotte, their population triangle is like 10 million people, Right. Uh, we double their sales every month for their Charlotte dealership. And just via population, that shouldn't be possible. But we do it month in, month out. And that's because we have a team of expert salesmen that make it personal. And when it becomes personal, uh, you try harder. Um, think about it like this. A lot of times, uh, charity cases come up because something happened to somebody in their lives or a family member or something and they're like hey can we donate to this cancer charity because my uncle has cancer right they wouldn't have done that if it didn't become personal to them so when their uncle got cancer or whatever the issue is whatever that other issue became personal to them so they started trying harder i mean it's somebody that's never asked for money for cancer research a day in their lives but because their uncle got leukemia and passed away or whatever, it became personal to them. So they started trying in a way that is different from what they've ever done before. And it became personal to them, so they started trying harder as well. Whenever you view something as personal, um, you are always going to uh, give it the extra effort because you care that much more about it. And just like we talked about cancel culture the other day, that's because... It became personal to somebody else. So they went on an agenda. They went on a mission. They became the beast that they needed to be to get what they wanted done to cancel somebody. They persuaded people to their views that may not have actually been the other person's views. But I was told when I started 
in car sales that selling something is a gentle persuasion of getting somebody to do something that they might not want to do. If you can have that persuasion, then um, it still reflects inwardly and becomes a personal issue. Um, because if you can't persuade somebody, that means that something was wrong with you. I mean, if you want to go into it, long story short, there was an iced tea company that ended up going bankrupt because someone published a blog post pointing out that one of their ingredients was pure sugar. And I mean, the tea had a lot of sugar in it, apparently. And um, basically, people read this blog and their persuasions of that company were changed and they decided that they didn't want to buy their product anymore. When they stop buying their product, they don't have any money and they go bankrupt. I mean, that's what happens to most businesses that fail due to something like that. It's just people boycott them to an extreme that they won't be able to recover because they can't make sales from the people that don't care. Um, it's kind of a case study that talks about product research for the most part and quality control. Quality control can really be any aspect of life. Uh, my wife works in a field where I'm probably completely wrong about this because I don't understand her job at all, but I know that she's technically in sales because she's still selling herself. She's still um, pushing product, basically, but um, it's you know a nonprofit, and one of their things is quality control. If you don't have good quality control, then things go badly for you. That's why doctors' offices and hospitals and stuff reach out to her organization to make sure that they adhere within certain quality control issues. And this may not be one that she deals with, but um, when you go to the doctor and you get blood work drawn and they call you back a day or two later to tell you the test results, that's technically a portion of quality control that doctors observe. So they have to do that to maintain certain guidelines. If they don't adhere to those guidelines, then certain organizations like Medicare and Medicaid, from my understanding, don't have to pay them. And uh, they're, they're not there for the well-being of humanity. Otherwise, they would do it for free. They're there to get paid. Doctors make a great salary, and they deserve it because they went to school for a long time. I've been through several doctors, and guess what? I didn't do business with the other doctors, and you have to look at it like that when you're dealing with a doctor. I didn't do business with the other doctors because it was personal. I did not like them. I shopped around until I found a doctor that I like, and I bet I'd be willing to bet millions of people do that all the time. They shop around for a doctor that they like. I found a doctor that I can uh, be very direct with and tell him things, and I feel comfortable telling him the truth and not lying to him. Uh, you know, most people will lie to their doctors. You know, if my doctor asked me how many drinks I had the previous night, I'll be like, 30! You know, it doesn't matter. Um, I found a doctor that I just felt great with, and I can be very straightforward with him and say crazy things to him that I know he's going to understand because he's the same kind of straightforward guy. Um, so yet again, if somebody doesn't want to buy something from you, it's personal. Um, but... They justify it when they point out risks involved before making a purchase that it isn't personal because it's practical and pragmatic. Um, those risks are the thing that you need to eliminate for them. You need to cause ease of mind in them so that they don't see those as being a problem anymore, such as 
the payment's too high on the product or the price is too high or anything. Those are all just objections and those are what customers uh, look at as risks. Um, and you want to be able to eliminate those and make them feel comfortable with the decision that they've made because at the end of the day, you still want that person to be happy when they leave the dealership or your store because the return rate on people that are happy is much higher than the return people, the t return rate on people that you've pissed off. So if you came into my store and I pissed you off and you left, you're never coming back. If you come into my store and you're happy and you feel good about talking to me and um, I haven't offended you in any way, the chances of you coming back if you leave in those situations are probably quadruple at that point. Um, so you always want to try to make the customer happy. Um, and that way, even though it's still personal when they leave and don't buy anything from you, um, it gives you a better sense of well-being because when you give them that follow-up call the next day, you know that they left there happy and that they're not upset about anything. Uh, you kind of have to look at yourself as almost like a YouTuber or Twitch streamer or something when you work. Um, you have to optimize your content, right? Um, so you have to optimize everything about you that's good. Uh, I've mentioned before that I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades and master of none, but better a, a jack-of-all-trades than a master of none, right? Um, so because I can talk just about anything, um, when my customers bring something up, I can talk to them about that situation to some degree and generate more rapport with them. And at that point, after that, you can slowly and subtly implant things in their mind that um, make it so that they understand that you're the person that they want to do business with. Um, and you have the customer service and the solutions to ensure that you can uh, convert that person into a sale. And uh, that goes back to your marketing at my desk. If you take even a scrap of paper from my desk, it has my name and cell phone number on it. I had them printed up with my company's logo, my name, and my cell phone number on them. Um, uh, any pen that you take out of my cup holder has my name and cell phone number on it. If you leave the dealership and it's early in the day, I call you back later that day to tell you thank you for coming back. So you really have to optimize your content, which in most courses are in the form of some type of customer service, you know. Um, and it's a personal branding thing as well. I have hundreds of Google reviews on our website. And uh, when you get down to it, I've had customers walk in the door and say, Hey, I've read your reviews. I want to work with you because of what other people have said about you. And that's actually important. Um, if the word on the street's good about you and people see that blatantly before they came in, they will ask to do business with you. There's a guy down the road at the Toyota dealership. He's been doing it for probably like 30 years or something. I think his name's Willie. But, uh, I mean, people will come into that dealership and wait two hours, three hours, just to sit down and speak to this guy to be able to buy a car from him. He's like, every town has like a local legend. He's kind of ours, you know. So, I mean, people will wait around forever because he makes it personal on the level that is so high that they don't want to buy from anybody else, even if it's at the same dealership. All that being said, I'm going to end this just a little bit early tonight. I normally do at least 20 minutes, but I had some friends come in from town from uh, Canada and uh, D.C. area. And uh, one's going to be here in a few hours from Texas. So 
We got this nice little B&B that we're staying out, and um, it's phenomenal. I bet that their marketing was on point when uh, my girl princess uh, rented this place. But all that being said, just remember that it's not about how successful you are. I don't care because I'm always going to be successful.